And welcome into This Life Matters. You're in here with Drew. And this is Gigi. And today we've got a good show for you. I just had to remind Georgine to please not curse in today's show. I officially want to, you know, kind of give everyone a, a, an, an official This Life Matters. I am sorry for her foul language last week. I didn't even remember doing it. That's pathetic. I'm just joking. <laughs> That's usually the way it works. Yeah, no wonder I didn't remember it if I she didn't do it. Out, whole show. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? Today we're going to talk about seven things to do every day to be happy. Seven things to be happy, and of course, the theme music for this week you were saying should be the Pharrell song yeah. "Happy." You said that it didn't. It irritated you, though. I think it it, it, it got to that point, and I think that's for most people. But then, like you said, it's been about a about a year since. More than that. Hey, it's been a while. Has it been that long? Oh, it's been more than a year. Yeah. So, you know, while you're listening to this, you could put on that song and see how it makes you feel, <laughs> I guess. Because I, it, it just reminded me, because I was listening to a, one of the online radio stations that you can, you know, yeah. put in, Pandora or one of those, and it came up. And I found myself kind of moving and kind of, you know, moving yeah. around and singing, dancing, singing. dancing in the car. Just, you were happy. I was happy. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about seven things. And um, so let's let's go with the first one, I think, is smile. Yeah. I think smile is a big thing just based off the fact that it lifts, I mean, it, it just, it lifts your mood. It actually, it sends a message to other people that... Um, especially when it's a sincere smile. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's the, I'm a smile, although I'm unhappy smile. And, uh, you know, people pick up on that one. Or the real quick, I'm just gonna flash a quick smile and then go back to another face. People know when a smile is sincere and legit. Oh, they absolutely do. And one of the things about the smile is it tells your own body that you're happy. Now, let me explain that. There's been a lot of research with the humor and laughter therapy groups about not and not only the mind-body connection. Everybody's heard about the mind-body connection, right. right? What you think is going to influence, you know, how you feel, the, all that. Well, now the research is showing there's a body-mind connection. So this is that whatever our body is doing can influence what our mind is thinking. Here's the example for the smile. And try this now while I'm talking about it. If you are in a kind of a crummy mood, try this. But try it right now. Look up to the ceiling or the sky or wherever you are and smile. I know this sounds kind of crazy and dumb, stupid, you probably feel silly, but just do it anyway and hold it there for a while. Your body, through the muscles in your face, is gonna tell your brain that you're happy and it'll lift your mood. That's a good idea. I I mean, I just did it. I'm always happy. Oh, yeah, you're always happy. Well, you see, now I I detected a little bit of sarcasm Uh in your voice there. Did you see that smirk? Uh But you know, the funny thing about that, though, if you're a a person who doesn't smell often, such as I am, 
people appreciate your smile so much more than the average person. Like I get more compliments on having a beautiful smile just because people are just relieved that I'm actually not having the actual <laughs> the face that I normally have. Which so, is what, what do we call that? A regular face. A regular you, face. You described it earlier today in an explicit way that I don't want to bring. We can't say that. I, and I didn't even know about that until it starts with resting. Uh, but I didn't know about this until recently, and my kids were saying, oh, that's the RBF. I said, I don't know what you're talking about, and they told me, and I thought, oh, yeah, I, I can, I get that. I see that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, in order not to have that resting, regular face, you can... Can we call it, like, resting bulldog face? We could do something resting, like that. Yeah, like, that would be... Bitter. Nice, bitter, Yeah. <laughs> Or yeah. we could say resting beauty face. Or yeah, there we go. Some people probably do have that. Yeah, but other people don't. No. <laughs> so smiling can lift your mood. Yes. And even if you don't feel like smiling, if you look up and smile and just hold it there, well, for one thing, you'll probably start laughing, which is one of our seven things, because you're feeling so silly about it. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Okay, and so... And like you said, one goes into the other, and that's our second thing on the list, is to laugh. Laugh. And you can't... I think you'd be hard-pressed. It, it would be creepy to me if someone's laughing without smiling. Well, like, how would you do that? Like, even the evil cartoon laugh still has a smile in it. You know, <laughs> you know yes. like Yes, your mouth yeah. is, has to be open. I yeah, guess. so there has to be some kind of a smile, almost, or something. You but, know... Uh, when um, when we go through tough times and we want to cry, there's two choices here. I mean, we can cry about it or we can laugh about it. And I realized this one time. You know, my mother. I've told you this on the show before. My mother had Alzheimer's, and one time I got this phone call from my dad, and it was that he had driven home from playing golf and he didn't see my mom's car in the under the carport. And as he got closer he realized she had driven through the garage doors. The brick was, uh, there was like brick in the middle of two garage doors. The brick was off the, f the front of the house. She was in the car. She was, the garage door was on top of it, of the car. She had hit the refrigerator that was in the back of the garage and the brick on the other side of that garage had fallen off too. So he tells me this, and I, he, he said she was okay. I started laughing. Yeah. And the whole, the whole time of her being sick, it was the, okay, we can either laugh or we can cry, because it's so horrible. You know, yeah. all, everything about it is so horrible. So I started finding these humorous things in some of the most horrible, horrible yeah, incidents. Especially when you don't have to pay for the damage. Well, you know, you're not in control of some of these things, yeah. so you might as well find the humor. And I was thinking, okay, there she wasn't hurt. That's the and that's thing. the yeah. That's when it's okay to yeah. laugh. Other yeah. than that, that is hurt. kind of yeah. Yeah, but you do. You have to. You have to laugh sometimes. So it's important every day to laugh about something. There's a lot to laugh about it, in our world. It I, is. I mean, you know, just even in the news that we hear, there's a lot of horrible things. 
But, you know, in the political scene right now, there's a lot to laugh about. There is. And we can laugh about that if nothing else. So find some laughter. Uh, I don't care if you have to get a joke book out, but there's... Watch some late night talk shows. There's always that, a lot of laughing. Honestly, there. I think the Big Bang Theory. I don't care the what next, it is. The next four years, Jimmy Fallon and Conan O'Brien, all those people are going to be the people that's going to actually get America through. Oh, this. absolutely. Because it's going to be a lot of things that we're going to have to laugh at. Trevor Noah, all the people, the normal people who you might tune into at night, they're going to have to get America through this. Something like that. Well, that's going to bring us to the next thing. Oh, well, about laughter, I wanted to say something about that. I was in a conference one time on um, laughter and humor therapy, and one of the things we had to do, which goes right into our next topic, which is movement. Movement can increase your energy. One of the things that we did was the presenters gave us this little packet and in it it had um, some these pieces of little cloth and one corner was weighted there were three pieces kind of thin one was red and one was yellow and one was green and we all had to stand up and then they taught us how to juggle using these three pieces of cloth so there we were a hundred people in this room right standing up all doing this throwing it up catching throwing it up catching and i guess that's how you learn how to juggle over yeah i remember that from elementary so there we were all these adult counselors in the room and you think that we weren't all laughing and the other thing is all the movement we were very energized and then we were laughing and then we were smiling we were having a good time so we were playing and that could be part of the movement. It doesn't have to just be, I'm going to go out and run five miles or whatever you do. It can be get up, uh, move to music, uh, walk around, take your dog for a walk, uh, just get up and do some kind of movement even. Yeah, I think that's, that's you have to do it. Like, you know, for me, I, I have these moments where depression kind of gets to me. And I do realize that if I get up and do, that kind of it's just you would never even know you know what I was going through mm-hmm. mentally that day. Um, but the days that I don't get up and move, mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I, I can have I, I had days a lot where I just literally, if I was off work, would not get out of the bed. Well, it's like roots grow out of your butt. Yeah, you know, and then you're stuck there, and yeah. you get so you've got to get up and do some kind of movement. Otherwise, you do. You sink. It's like you sink into... And some people that have depression know what this is like. You sink into the bed. It's like the bed pulls you down in there or into a chair and it pulls you down in. So we've got to... uh, You know, when we talk about roots growing out of you, there's some positive... Some things that we do, we can use that as a positive We can imagine that there's roots growing out of our feet into the ground and we're getting energy and it comes up into our bodies. But normally people that are depressed or just down, they're not doing that. They're just getting these roots growing down and getting them stuck, just stuck into where they are and not moving. So when we're stuck, 
we're not fully in the present like we've talked about in the show recently we're not engaging in the present moment we're stuck yeah that's depressing you know and i think one of the hard things is is to move as we you know once we've got to a point where we're moving is to keep positive thoughts about that too absolutely Um, that's another one of our items yeah because we can you know like we can move and say oh well, i just didn't move enough no be happy laugh about it celebrate yeah i only i, I had a goal of jogging around the block i walked half of the block mm-hmm. just laugh at yourself at least i did yourself. something and have more positive thoughts mm-hmm. i always try to find some of the positive in things well that's hard for some people but i want yeah. to give my example i've given i know before in the past but it really uh, it really gets a a visual of it if there's two barrels in front of you and one is full of the best wine that was ever made in the world and one is full of sewage and you drop a drop of the best wine into the sewage you still have sewage yeah you do if you drop a drop of, of sewage into the best wine in the world, now you've got sewage over there. So if you think about those as positive and negative thoughts, and you have a negative thought that you put into a whole bunch of positives, it doesn't take much for that to ruin your positive thinking. Yeah. And if you have mostly negative thinking you just occasionally have a good thought that is not going to change anything so there could be that you it could be that you need to have some people in your life that you surround yourself with that can help you with all of these things if you can identify some of these things that you are growth areas to you you can find somebody in your life maybe or even online or on tv or books or church or wherever wherever you can find it that can help you to incorporate some of these different things into your life every day so that you can be a little happier in your life and living a fuller life what do you think positive is as far as uh as far as when we say positive thoughts, like, you know, some people can say, well, I'm just focusing in on my past relationship. Even though, you know, like the relationship is, you know, a breakup that they had mm-hmm. or something like that. They may view it as positive, but would you say, when we say positive, what are we, what kind of vibes are we aiming at? We're aiming at uh, a can attitude as opposed to I can't. Okay. Attitude. Like a potential. Like it Once just, there's potential. Yeah. Like, yeah, a potential would be one thing. Or, um, in other words, when, when in counseling, we talk about awfulizing. And that would be, oh, everything is doom and gloom. Oh, this is so horrible. I'm never going to be able to do this. Uh, this is the most awful thing that's ever happened. Okay, well, it's probably not the most awful thing that's ever happened. And the never, this, I'm never going to be able to, da, 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 da. Really? Are there nevers and alwayses? Really? Yeah. There's maybe, <laughs> this isn't going to work out for me, but what am I going to learn from this? 
and how am I going to use that to move forward? See, that would be positive. Let's look at this situation. Okay, I probably didn't do this very well. Maybe there were some things I did do well and things I didn't. I'm going to applaud myself for these things I did well. What is it about what I didn't do well that I could learn about and change and incorporate into who I am and do it differently next time? That's, you know, talk about breakups. Well, if we don't figure out what we were doing in that relationship that went wrong, we're just going to keep doing it in all our other relationships. Yeah. So it would be find out what I did that didn't work and figure out how to change that to something that will work better for me. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, our next one, number five, we have is touch. Okay. Touch is important just because it kind of goes in with everything before with the movement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, movement is a is a, a positive part of touch. Mm-hmm. And then keeping positive uh, thoughts when it comes to touch, knowing that mm-hmm. there is a benefit to it. I think a lot of times what I've seen where I've done this and I've gone through stages uh, where I I felt myself digging deeper into that hole, uh, you know, and sinking into that bed because I didn't have a value on knowing that I needed to get up, hug the kids, do something different, uh, at least have some sort of human contact. Mm -hmm. And you got really self-centered, didn't you? Yeah, we got yeah. very internalized yeah. everything, and you, the world just gets uh, closer and smaller and smaller and smaller, and it's all about me. Yeah, all about how I feel. Oh, this is horrible. And it's all that horrible. So stuff. unrealistic, too. Very unrealistic, and touch. When I think about touch, you know, there's the non-sexual touch and the sexual touch. So, it, you know, there's two different ways to look at that. I want to talk more about when we're talking about um, in the world we live in, mostly it's going to be a non-sexual touch. It could be that someone says something and they're very uh, upset and you put your hand on their arm and they feel it's a connection. The touch gives a personal connection and we need to know when that's appropriate and when it's not appropriate. Yeah. And but in our close world it's usually somewhat appropriate. And it could be if you if there's nobody in your world like that, that's why people go get a massage or go have, you know, even a chair massage or something like that. But um you know, and also people go to the doctor, and I think now, uh, you know, I have a doctor that doesn't really touch me, and I think yeah. that's kind of weird. I think people it's in today's society, people are very scared about the touching rules. Everyone is scared that the rules with touching has changed. Yes. We, you know, I feel like there's social cues that, at least in my world, still exist that are okay. If I exhibit that I need comforting, I, I, I expect a touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people now will awkwardly kind of ask permission, is it okay for me to to comfort mm-hmm. you this way? And it's like, what? Just, no, it's not now. Yeah, <laughs> it was. You it. If you'd have just given me a hug, that would have been great. <laughs> but, yeah, everything has kind of changed because individuals are very scared of, and, I mean, and I guess some things are positive, some things are negative. You know, like the church hug. Uh-huh. You know, um, 
It's funny because when you don't know a person, the what's church. The chur- hug, what's the church hug? The church hug is when you're only allowed to hug on the side. Oh, on the side. Hip to hip. Okay. So you can grab the person maybe by the shoulder and lock in. That's is where the front can never touch the other person's front. Okay. There can never be. I think the church hug still lends the opportunity for accidents to happen, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to minimize the amount of contact between a male and a female or a child and an adult mm-hmm. or even, uh, you know, male to male, you know, two men. Yeah. It, it's, it's basically. Well, what's, the, what's the one where the two guys and they're go, they're like hitting each other on the back a couple of times and that's it. Yeah. That's I, like a guy hug, right? Yeah, the pat. Yeah, where you just patting. Yeah, I mean, if it's in a sport, in the context of a sporting event, anything is nothing's off limits when your adrenaline's pumping. That's true. You know, but well, then they do the chest pump. Yeah, pinch their pinch their. I don't think anyone pinches the rear end. Pat. It's a smack. Oh, it's It's a a smack. It's a smack. Because a pat is a slower. You know. That's true. You don't want to get into the pat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I guess overall, the uh, when it comes to when it comes to the touch, it's it's important to really state, really uh, to define relationships too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the the way you touch an individual can let an individual know, hey, our relationship is indeed this. Um, you know, and it can set a boundary on. Uh, letting individuals know whether you have interest in it being a romantic, you know, like mm-hmm. a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. If it's amongst two guys, whether you are letting it know, be known that hey, we are boys, we are closer than mm-hmm. just you know, like you're just you're not just feel down in the office anymore. You know, yeah. and it's different in different cultures as well yeah. because in um, say India, for instance, or many uh, Asian countries. Uh, that you can see men who are good friends holding hands, walking along, or closer than that, and it's not—they're not in a rela- romantic relationship. They're just uh, close. So it depends on the culture that yeah. in which you're living, as whether you're going to have you know these air kisses or if you're going to actually. You know, give the three kisses or two kisses on the cheek or, you know, those sorts of things. But touch is very important and can be very healing as yeah. well. My son, when when I was experiencing a lot of grief and stress, um, and as a result of the stress and the grief and everything in the last couple of weeks, one of the brighter points for me was that my son always reaches his hand out for me to hold his hand. And he's at an age where the kids don't do that anymore. But when we walk anywhere, he insists that I grab, you know, that we hold hands. And for me, I could care less what people say or think. Well, I hope you You always do that. You know, my husband talks about when he was at home growing up and through college and until his father died. I mean, if he was in the house and one of them was going, you know, to bed for the night, his dad gave him a kiss every single night on his cheek. And I know that my husband did that with our son as well. And I think that's very important for men yeah. to do that. I think, yeah, we all have to find our different ways to define uh, And I, I challenge that. you yeah. to that. 
I, you know, and I think I, I need, I never realized how much I actually, you know, actually need that. And I'm not, and I say that in a way that if he wants to pull away from it, you know, I'll respect his boundaries. But I realize that it's something that both of us needs. And uh, if you start it young, he's not going to pull away. Yeah. And if he does swerve, he'll say, oh, you just come on over here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> come on. You know, yeah. this is one of the things that, that we're going to do. And he'll do it. My oldest son jokes with it now because that's where he, he, he did the same thing. Yeah. And then he got to about that nine, ten-year-old mark. And he said, you know, and he kind of pulled away from it. But at the end of the day, if I make him, he'll come over and do it. Mm -hmm. But like I said, he's at that point where he's like, look, dude, I'm in high school now. I don't really need to. It doesn't matter. It needs to go on further. And I'll tell you, one of the exercises that I give couples that come to me for counseling is when you come in, when someone's home or you see each other anywhere you are, like you've left and you come back, the person that comes in finds the person that's at home, or the person that's at home goes and greets the person coming in. You stop what you're doing. If you're cooking, you turn it off. You go meet the other person. Okay, maybe you're changing a diaper. You need to finish that. But you go find the person. They find you. You embrace. You kiss. And you say, I'm really glad you're home, or I'm really glad I'm home, whatever, the, whichever one is coming in. That gives a connection. Yeah. And this is what all of these things really are about. The touch especially is about connecting to other people. And we know that we need to connect to other people. Yeah. And if it's your spouse, uh, take a good look at what you're doing. If you are not greeting each other, give me a kiss, say, I'm really glad to see you. Even doing that much can make a big difference in the relationship. Yes. Okay. All right, so we've got, for number six, we've got rest and relax and okay. restore. Okay. You can't really get to restore unless you rest and relax. Yeah. What you- when I'm talking about resting and relaxing, I'm all and leading to restoration. I'm talking about also being still. There's a lot of times people have a hard time being still. Being still isn't rooted in your chair being depressed. Right. There's a difference what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, I'm really still. I haven't moved. I'm really still. I got roots. I've got roots going (laughs) to the middle of the earth. No, it's about stopping the busyness. Yeah. Getting away from the phone, getting away from TV, getting away from everything, giving yourself even just a few minutes of just being still, sitting, concentrating on your breath, breathing, relaxing. If it's that you need to sit and think, go over your day, that's okay. But just be still and that's one way all of these things are ways that we can recharge but that is especially one that a way that we can recharge is by getting our body our body needs rest and fuel that you know we need relaxation we need fun that's part of relaxation and getting away from stress that sort of thing and then restoring 
is more invigorating and it's also about our soul taking care of our inner soul our our way to find peace as well that's part of being still and resting relaxing and restoring yeah i think when it for me one of the key factors is having to make sure i do these things during waking hours because for me, I'll try to attribute the fact that, well, when I go to bed, I, I do that. And not really, because your mind's highly active while yes, you're asleep. Absolutely. And for me, I know that there's different traumas and different things that I've faced, and my mind is still churning mm-hmm. uh, at night about some of those things. Well, it is, because that's the role of sleep, is to is to file all that stuff away in the proper place in your brain and uh, process it. That's what the dreams are all about. And that's another show. But yeah, it's it's a little bit different than that. Yes. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, so making a point to do that and, and blocking it off in my day. I know I put uh, prayer at from 12.30 to 1.30 in my day, every day from here on out. It's a, it's, a, it's a game. I mean, it's, it's a deal breaker. I have one thing that I do at the, you know, one Wednesday of the month where I won't be able to honor that at 1230. Mm-hmm. But I have to put that in my schedule in order to not let the job and let all the different things, because that's my midpoint of the day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, if I'm going to actually make it through the rest of the day, mm-hmm this is what I'm going to have to do. And uh, that time, that quiet time of just sitting there, uh, sometimes it's not always implemented, you know, like prayer is implemented, but I think I put down prayer for myself in that meeting, I mean, in that time slot and organizing my day because that's one of the things that helps me with restoration. It helps with my, my inner being become more whole again and reconnected to what I know my source of energy is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also has served a few times just as a time to relax and yeah. just sit there. Um, along the lines with relax, also, I always explain to individuals that what we're doing right now is one of my forms of relaxation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily have a lot of pressure on me to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, we do what we feel is going to help people with their life. Mm-hmm. And we hope and we know one day, we do honestly believe and know one day, that, you know, we're not looking for a payoff, but we know that one day, you know, this could be something better or bigger. Bigger. Yeah, I shouldn't say better. Not better, yeah, but bigger. bigger. Um, you know, then the next thing, the last uh, point we want to make is love. And how do you see that fitting into this. how a person is happy? I think what happens is, and it, it ties in with what I was just saying, finding the opportunity to love is not as difficult as individuals feel. I know for me, when I'm in a state where I'm feeling depressed and my anxiety is all over the place, I think love is what always regulates, kind of brings me back to some of the things we already covered, that my son with the hand, mm-hmm. um, the podcast that I do, um, my wife, and just looking at her sometimes, thinking about where I've come from and where I'm going, thinking about the fact that I've been loved. And think about the even when I think about the potential of the love that I can give, the hospitality that I could show to a stranger, uh, the smiling that I could do, the touching. You know, for me, 
one of the things I love is working with those who are underprivileged, uh, you know, in a homeless population and knowing that if I just touch them and they have not been touched all day long or maybe all week long or all year long. And knowing that that one touch can make a difference in their life, knowing that making eye contact, Mm -hmm. that's the least that I could probably give. But I love the fact that it can make a difference in their life. It's not because it's self-serving to me. Mm -hmm. It does give me something, but it's Mm -hmm. a love that I have. And I love the fact that I, I get a chance to love. And I'm using that as just one of the billions of examples I have. And I'm not exaggerating. In my life, I actually love taking in deep breaths because of the simple fact that I understand that I have life to live. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I have to always stay connected back to the fact that I'm one of the individuals that loves life. There's people out there that you could love money. You could love whatever it may be. But you have the opportunity to love. Um, And you honestly whether it feels subjective right now or not, I honestly believe in my heart that you have the potential to be loved also. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I think that there, as long as I'm alive and you're out there, and especially if you're listening to us right now, this is us loving you. So guess what? Regardless of how you may feel, you're loved by someone. You know, if goes, going back to the number one smile, um, there's going to be less chance that someone's going to want to connect with you if you don't have a smile. That's true. Yeah, I, I know that you personally. Know? <laughs> yeah. And if you're put off people, there's less chance that you're going to be able to have this touch and then this love, the, those connections. Because love isn't just about sex. That's not what we're talking about. Right. It can be a, a way of expressing that. But that and that's a romantic love. But there's love between friends. There's love between, uh, you know, lots of things like you said, children, pets. Um, so you know, love is a really hard thing to describe. Yeah, and <laughs> it I is. Think the, yeah, someone asked me earlier this week about love, and I was my main point to them was don't forget about self love. Don't I'm glad you brought that up. Looking at yourself and finding something to love. And sometimes you might have to you dig know, deep. Yeah. <laughs> well, all yeah. of these things actually that we are talking about today have to do with self-care. Yes. And and loving yourself. And some people have a hard time with that because of maybe they're growing up, how they were treated. Maybe they've been beaten down by other people or by circumstances or by relationships. But in order to get back from that, there's things that we can do. And these are part of that to love yourself and care for yourself. And when we do that, we're able to then uh, give that love back in however whatever comes around service or with other people, uh, to God and uh, to family, to children, to pets, to the world, taking care of the world. So this is all about taking care of yourself in order to be living life to the fullest that you can live and being happy. 
So we want to thank you for joining us today. And remember to look on Instagram, This Life Matters One, because we're going to be putting on daily videos about these things. Yes. So thanks again for listening. We'll, We'll see you next week on This Life Matters.